Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota on Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. It's time for the Catholic Hipster Podcast with my dad, Tommy. And our fun Sarah. I hope you like it. What up, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of the Catholic Hipster Podcast. My name's Tommy, and I'm sitting in California while my co-host, Sarah Vabulous, is way out in Georgia. How's it going, Sarah? Hey, Tommy, how's California? It's cold for, for us. <laughs> what? Okay, real talk. What's cold? Well, let's see. When we, we were gone at my dad's house for Thanksgiving, when we got back home, the inside of our home was 57 degrees. And okay, I that's chilly. Freezing. Yeah, okay. that's, that's cold for inside a house. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't do anything below about like 62 or 63. So that's fair. We cranked it up. We got it going. But, you know, it's it's not freezing yet, so I can't complain too much. Do you guys get freezing temperatures in your part of California? I know you're in like a weird part where you also have on fire desert sometimes so i'm in a yes i'm in the eastern part of the san francisco bay area and we do we get like maybe ah it depends on the winter but you know a couple weeks to maybe a month of freeze sometimes you know just a couple days but yeah 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 okay so not not bad similar to what we do here in georgia we we have a usually about two or three weeks where we don't get above freezing um uh and then it's cool i mean at night right now it's getting down into the 40s and the 30s it's too cold for me. Thank God my chickens have feathers. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, so it's well. episode 21. What are you drinking? Um, Coffee. Wink, wink. Definitely coffee. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, right? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever people want to think beyond that is entirely up to them. <laughs> but, you know, later today, I'm going to see Mannheim Steamroller. So maybe I will have a beverage and toast the hipster cast while I'm doing something that is very much high. I'm in my 30s. Hey, you've got to embrace your 30s and live it to the fullest. <laughs> you, you have no idea how excited I am to go see Mannheim. That's cool. Tell me about it. How excited are you? I'm pretty excited. <laughs> so one of my friends um, got tickets earlier, I guess late last week with with a couple of her friends. And she then told me about it later. Like, oh, hey, I'm going. I'm like, hey, I would like to go too. She's like, oh, my bad. So I went to go look for a ticket. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just try to get near the section that they're sitting in. The ticket exactly next to them was open. So I felt like it was meant to be. It was. My gosh. So that, that doesn't get more men to be. That's I know, awesome. I know. So I get to go see this really awesome Christmas band. That is I just honestly, I feel so old that I'm like so excited about Mannheim Steamroller. Like, you know, you used to get excited to go see like the hot new band. I'm all like, yeah, I want to see the band that's been around for 30 years. <laughs> At least they're tested and true. <laughs> and they're like a symphony thing. <laughs> that's classy though you have to be classy in your 30s you can't be walking around some giant parking lot for five different stages of the warp tour or something like that you know oh okay that's true thanks yeah. for making me feel better whenever i've gone to a concert like as i've gotten older i'm always like what do we have to like stand through the whole thing because i'd like to just 
sit and enjoy it. <gasps> I think that's what tonight is going to be. That's good. I'm yeah, so sitting. excited. It's a, I think it's a sitting concert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're the Catholic drinky. What are your favorite fall drinks as we, you know, walk away from fall into the dark, cold winter? So as you know, we've been talking, you know, over the course of this year that this has not been the year of beer for me. <laughs> this has been the year. How long of- has it been since you brewed beer? I want to know. Holy cow. Uh, uh, almost a year, probably. Dear God. I know. Change your Twitter handle now. Uh, I know. Well, to be fair, it's Catholic drinky, so I can do whatever I want. Um, but I um, have been drinking wine and champagne this year in a big way. Um, so, you know, just I think a nice big bold red is is what I've really been enjoying these days, though. Last night I had Pinot Grigio, but I had seafood for dinner, so it was fine. Right, right, right. Um, Thanksgiving's all about seafood. Thanksgiving is seafood. all is all about seafood. You and see, eat it. Exactly. where's my dad's at? Where's my dad's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love dad jokes. Um, and let's see. I mean, obviously there's great fall beers. Although I would say that most of the fall beers are retired at this point, and we're getting into the big bold stouts and porters um it's sort Unless of that season really slow like me and you still have a fridge full of them because you just can't <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. finish <clears throat> no i don't blame you um i i prefer fall beers um when i can get my hands on them they just go so quickly and you know they come out in august and in august it's still 100 degrees here the last thing i want to think about is pumpkin spice <laughs> you know the pumpkin beer thing i was into it for a brief moment and now i just can't i can't do it anymore you're such a hipster I just, it's too much. It's too much. I got to be honest. <laughs> um, what about you? What are you drinking these days? Just last night, I had a Sierra Nevada tumbler, which is like a brown ale, like a oh, spicy yeah. brown ale. It so. is totally brown ale season. Yeah. And yeah. A little bourbon. chilly. Little, ooh, gosh. I am like such a wuss when it comes to hard liquor. I can't even do it. Margaritas, have a mule here and there. That's about it. Oh, well, I like yeah, a good pre dinner cocktail. That is like in your 30s, I guess. I should get on that. It is. Pre- it's pretty great. you know. But last week I had. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. What do I have? Oh, yeah. I had a glass of Pappy Van Winkle. What in the hell is that? Oh, you should Google it. It's the the finest bourbon <laughs> in the land. Sounds like some character from like us from like once upon a time. Pretty much. <laughs> I had I had the 10 year Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> It sounds it sounds exciting. Was it good? Was it, it was good on really the rocks? Good. Just it, in a glass. No, what do you do? No on the rocks, just neat. Um very smooth bourbon, very expensive bourbon. And I'm I'm glad I ordered it, but I'm my bank account is not glad I ordered it. <laughs> it was a complete splurge and because I had a drink before it, I made a bad decision. You know, and you just like and then the waiter, like, he was just like, Don't you really want this? And I was like, Oh, you're stop peer pressuring me. It's the oh. snake in the garden. Oh, totally. So I ordered it. <laughs> Another glass of this will help you know the difference between good and evil. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. So of course I ordered it because I'm like, Well, I'll just feel great if I order this drink. And um everyone in the restaurant was super impressed the managers came by like oh gosh i can't believe you ordered that because they only have one bottle of it at the bar and so um they're they don't give it out to just anybody and i was like right um so i heard someone talking about it and i was like did i hear that you guys have pappy because i'm that person that goes to a restaurant and like eavesdrops on all the conversations around (laughs) 
That's awesome. I love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. You never know what you're going to hear the wait staff talking about. So I, I figure it's a good way to get to know what's going on. Um, and my waiter had never tried any. And he was like, oh, I hope you really enjoy it. Can I just smell it? And I said, yeah. And I said, why don't you just have a sip? He was like, no, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. And I said, do it. So he had a sip and then he was the star of the show among all the other waiters that night because none of them had ever tried it. And so they all thought that he was just the coolest that I let him have a sip of my Pappy Van Winkle. This, <laughs> this was a great dining experience. <laughs> it, re- it really was. My life is so weird. <laughs> so besides drinking sarah the other thing you do when it gets cold is you sit on the couch under a blanket and watch netflix (gasps) yes what are you up to what are you watching i have been watching how i met your mother for the first time done watched it episode one to the end loved it i'll pat you on the back for that one i know i just i just felt a lot of people reference jokes from it and i'm thinking you know it's high time that i watch the show so i did um i also binge watched the crown have you watched that Two episodes deep. There's no there's no real binge watching when you have kids. Oh. I mean, maybe there's some people who can stay up, but it's like, you know, That's they fair. go to bed at eight and I can make it, you know, until <laughs> 10, maybe. To 10. Yeah, no, <laughs> till 10. About, I don't have children, as you know, sad, sad for me, but I only make it till about 10 o'clock. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That makes me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. By like 930, my eyes are just started to get glued shut um but the crown is excellent if you guys have not watched it it is about queen elizabeth and her early days um and how she became queen when when her father father or father george haha king george right was king george so catholic <laughs> i know bah um king george passed away at a very young age um but they didn't have good medicine back then he had cancer right isn't that I think lung cancer. Yeah. 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 Because they Smoking smoked like, like crazy. Um, so you guys should totally watch it. I, it's it's beautifully made. It's a Netflix original. Um, and I'm, I'm I might go back and rewatch it. I know our friend Hallie Lord has been loving it as well. And for the dudes who are cringing, just know that Matt Smith is in this show, the uh, 11th Doctor. So that gives you something to at least look forward to. You also get to see his butt lots of times. So if you're into seeing. Oh, that's the true. Butt of the Doctor. There's a chance. <laughs> and it's my wife not... said, <laughs> my ahead. wife was like, my wife said, is it awkward for you that you're seeing like the doctor's butt so many times? And I thought, no, oh, no, not, no, not really. Dude, butt. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That just devolves into a whole conversation about how weird it is that I think people, it's bizarre to me that you would be sleeping naked. Like in right? a, you know, right? like the last episode, he's like in a treetop, the last one that we watched, he's like in a treetop hut in Nairobi. And it's like, I'll just sleep naked here with all these people around. I know. I don't. I know. And then there's the the one episode where he's asleep and the king wakes him up and he's butt naked and he's just Awkward. standing there in front of the king naked. I'm like, okay, number one, I would never stand in front of someone naked like that. Number two, I don't sleep. Don't want to sleep. I get cold. I, I wear way too many clothes when I sleep. And <laughs> n- number three, like it's the king of England. I would feel super awkward to be betrothed to his daughter and standing there naked in front of him you would feel super awkward to be betrothed to his daughter well yeah but think. hypothetically you know pretend <laughs> pretend for a second that like in pretend my mind i was like a dude <laughs> right exactly exactly but yeah i should whole- have come up with something better than sam fabulous i gotta try a little bit harder oh yeah i don't i don't know i can't remember you know when you're a kid you're always like well if i were a boy my name should have been blah 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 but i can't remember but although as a girl i always wanted my name to be stephanie 
Oh, Stephanie, really? Yeah. No, Sarah's much better. I know, but when you're a little girl, what do you do? True. Stephanie's a mean girl, though. That's just my take. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side of this break, we've got Haley Stewart coming aboard. She's a co-author with her husband of a book called Feast. I think it has an exclamation point. That's why I shouted Oh, can it. we talk about Thanksgiving food? Yeah, duh, totally. Yes. Oh, and I'm so excited. She also has spent a year using a toilet where she pours sawdust into it because she lived on a farm. And Wait, so we have to. Is this real? That's real. Yeah. Ooh. We'll get to it. And more after this. <laughs> I think it's time for a break now. Welcome back to episode 21, the episode where we finally get to drink, and we've got Haley Stewart with us, co-author of Feast, a cookbook <laughs> about liturgical living that has an exclamation point. It does. Um, yeah. So what's up? Welcome aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm just like having a pie hangover. Mm, and what otherwise... pie? What was the pie? Let us... Um, okay. We had pumpkin... We had like buttermilk chest pie kind of thing. Buttermilk, Apple pie. Buttermilk chest pie? Chess, like C-H-E-S-S. <laughs> <laughs> buttermilk chest pie. I don't know. Hey, the ultimate hey, dude you know, comment <laughs> right there. The ultimate dude comment. These, these hipster farmers, you know, they're oh like, oh yeah, goodness. put a little of this in there, you know. Well, you, know. you know those British, they put, they put meat in their pies, you know, so it's fine. That's true. You just never know. You never. Uh, we did have Thanksgiving at the farm, so who knows? You know. Yeah. Who have, knows exactly when you? I think you tweeted like the goat's milk is still warm, and I kind of threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny because we were like getting ready to have Thanksgiving dinner. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon, and a couple of of the farmies were like, "Oh, we gotta go." Really? Like, where are you going? It's time to milk the goats. So they like got their boots on, and then everyone's like, "We'll all go help milk the goats so that we can start eating dinner sooner." <laughs> and it was just very like farmy and hilarious. So yeah, that was the milk that they milked was then on the table, and I I had never had it warm before. It was yeah. good, Tommy. It was really good. Uh, I don't what? know. <laughs> I just had coffee and empty stomach, so let's let's be easy on me. On my, I might have some acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, tell us about this book because I feel like this book's mega cool. And oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, tell us about it because I think one of the things of being Catholic that we all try to maybe strive to do is to celebrate the liturgical year all year round and feasting is a big part of it and eating the right foods mm. and kind of celebrating traditionally. But I, for one, constantly fail at it because I'm like, Oh wait, Oh yeah. St. Bridget's feast day was last week and I was planning on doing something fun for that or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Well, talk about um, it. Daniel and I are converts. So we converted like six or seven years ago and um, six and a half years ago, something like that. And one of the things that really attracted us to the church was the, the richness of the, of the liturgical year. And so when we started RCA, we were like, we want to like do this in our homes, celebrate feast days and things. But we didn't really have very many good resources for that, or we found them really overwhelming. We needed like a newbie, a newbie's guide. 
Um, and so as we were kind of finding different resources and collecting them, we just kind of started putting together what we had been doing and how we were celebrating and what we were learning. And then we kind of created the book that we wish we'd had when we first started. So it's um, recipes and then introductions and reflections for the different seasons. And, you know, we don't hit every saint's feast day, but we have a lot of saints and a lot of holy days and we try to keep it really simple. And most of the recipes are just like regular dinner recipes because my kids are allergic to gluten and I'm allergic to my kids when they have sugar because I can't handle it. Um, so when I like was Googling things, it seemed like everything that popped up was like a cake for St. John the Evangelist Day, a cake for St. Peter's Day. And I was like, I can't do all these cakes like this. is I can't handle the cakes. So there's no cakes and it's mostly just regular stuff you can make for dinner. Um, and it also kind of follows the like seasonal foods, what's going to be in season that time of year, which is kind of fun because um, my husband's of the farming sort. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. That is super cool. And also, I don't know if you caught it, but I think you have a good title for your next book. I'm allergic to my kids. I think that would be a really good <laughs> bestseller probably. <laughs> I'll work on so that. that's cool. And this is where this is where carrots for Michaelmas comes from. Am I saying that right? Michaelmas? Yes, I always you, say said Michaelmas. you said it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so what's with the carrots? Why carrots? Apparently, it's a Scottish somewhere in the British Isles tradition to harvest the carrots around Michaelmas. And so um, in some parts of the world, it's kind of a traditional food there. A lot of people also have goose. Goose is kind of hard to come by at your local grocery store, we've discovered. So usually we just do a chicken, um, roast chicken with like apples and do some carrots. And there's a fun legend about the devil spitting on the blackberries after Michaelmas. So it's like your last hurrah for blackberries. So we always make blackberry cobbler, which is fun. Hmm. That's There's never a bad time to make blackberry cobbler. That's, That's sure. true. Unless it's the day after Michaelmas, the devil just spit on them. Then that, it's a yeah. terrible time. You don't, don't show me up on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's super cool. And switching topics, you live in a house now. We and live I in feel a like house. We probably couldn't, we couldn't, right, after the last time, go the whole time without talking about the toilet, which when I brought that up to Sarah, she didn't believe me that it was real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so like, wait, wait, why would someone live with a toilet like that? <laughs> I'm such a city girl. I'm just not even going to pretend anything to the contrary. So we don't have to turn it all over to potty humor like we did, you know. Why before not? On your podcast. We yeah, were for like hours. For it. I, I mean, like it was like midnight humor. on the West Coast and we were still talking about toilets. My wife was standing in the kitchen looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? That was really funny. My whole family was asleep and I was just trying to keep it so hard. That was a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so just briefly tell us about the sawdust okay Let's just touch on it for a sec so now we live in a normal house just has one bathroom and it has a perfectly normal flushing toilet but for the past year we had been living on the farm where my husband works he was doing an internship at the time and we got room and board with his internship and it was it's a no flush farm and so to conserve water, 
They have composting toilets. I wish you could see the look on my face (laughs) when you said no flush farm. (laughs) And so there's a couple different Mm. kinds, but basically it either is like in our apartment, it was basically just a five gallon bucket and with a lid on it. And so you like sit down on it like a regular toilet Mm. and then you go and then you put sawdust on top so it doesn't smell. And then when it fills up, you take it out and dump Mm. it in the not the regular compost pile, a separate (laughs) composting pile. Um, And then the other ones kind of have like a chute that goes underneath a building that you can like get to and get out with a tractor. Um, That's for like the classy farmers. Probably You're literally giving, making my skin crawl. Literally. I'm like, oh, did you potty train a kid on this? Was that like. I did. Wow. And it wasn't like the potty trainingness of it because I've been there before. It was the sawdust. Yeah. Everywhere. Because like, yeah. oh, and the next step, child. Just a little handful. Of this not too much. Sawdust and dump it in and they always miss. And it's all over the bathroom and then it gets all over the hallway and there's just sawdust everywhere. So, um, that, yeah, that's that hard. was my that's least hard. favorite part was the sawdust. But it was really <laughs> fine. I mean, it was really this is okay. the quote. This is your quote, right? Like you can do anything for a year. Is that like your catchphrase? Yeah, yeah you totally can. Um, so it was really fine. I and mean, that wasn't that big a deal. It was more annoying that our dryer didn't work very well. And I had to like redry clothes multiple times. Wait, so this Sally. farm didn't flush, but you weren't like hanging your wet clothes on a line? <laughs> that seems like a slam dunk farm doesn't move. I don't get it. Doesn't it? I mean, we did have lines, but during like rainy seasons oh, like what are you supposed to you know it just... doesn't rain here so i didn't even think about that <laughs> that's right i forgot hey you know um, tommy georgia's like that now too we're in a major you're drought. in a drought welcome aboard. oh i heard that and we have wildfires you guys are us i that's know so... it's crazy it's been so crazy like we're not allowed to do anything with water so where <laughs> in georgia are you sarah in atlanta okay I'm from Tallahassee, so pretty familiar with Atlanta. It's like it's the big city. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the big it's city. Like, Tallahassee, there's like nothing around. So it's like there's Tallahassee and Atlanta, or you can go down to Tampa or you can go to Jacksonville, but there's nothing like close by. So I like living in Waco because there's no traffic here. But if you want to actually go somewhere, you can go to Austin or Dallas and just over an hour Tallahassee's just kind of stranded out there. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's pretty true. I have never been to Tallahassee, but I'm familiar with the Panhandle area. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. a very accurate statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tallahassee itself is, is a good town, um, but it's just not big enough to have a lot of the big city stuff, but it also has the traffic. So that's a bummer. No, that's, that sounds terrible. Worst of both worlds in some ways. <laughs> Debilitating traffic and nothing fun to do. <laughs> Don't you want to move here? <laughs> I hope no one from my town is listening to this. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Listen don't worry. to this podcast, unless you're from Tallahassee, in which case you have something very important to do right now. <laughs> so being that you wrote this book about eating and living the liturgical life. What did you have anything besides warm goat milk uh, at Thanksgiving (laughs) that was different than what the usual jolly old American celebrating? 
Thanksgiving um, had. Yeah, we had a lot of red curry squash in, in the garden at the farm. So Daniel like roasted that and it was really good. Kind of like an acorn squash is oh, kind yeah. of how it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're they're red and that was really good. We had mac and cheese. It was fun because we had, um, <laughs> this is just funny. We had just like a very diverse group at Thanksgiving dinner. So you know, the farm kind of brings in people from all over the country to do internships or stay there as live-in volunteers. And then we have some international ties. So it was like people from all over, this guy from Liberia, and then this a beekeeper one, from Liberia, a right? Beekeeper from <laughs> Liberia, and then Your husband was like, "All right, I'm not talking to any of you guys. I'm hanging out with this dude talking about." He bees. seriously talked to him all of Thanksgiving dinner. It's like <laughs> no one else existed. It was it was all bees, all beehives. Um, and then this random homeless guy who was passing through and stopped at the farm, and he had Thanksgiving with us. Oh, and so it was cool. really, cool. it was just really fun and funny because like, I didn't know who this guy was and people were like, oh yeah, this guy helped me with, with the chickens. And I was like, oh, Daniel, is he like a new live-in volunteer? And Daniel was like, oh no, he's, he's just some, some homeless guy that like showed up and it was like totally normal. Like everybody was like, oh yeah, you know, the, this guy, you it's know, guy. Yeah. that's super cool. I never thought about that because most here at least like people who are homeless generally tend to live around like this bigger city centers because mm-hmm. there's like more services but living by a farm well i think he's just smart. like moving across the country on his bicycle um oh, that's rad and so just stopped at the farm to like volunteer and like sleep in the barn or something and then um yeah had thanksgiving dinner with us he was really cool so free spirits <laughs> man really gotta cool. love it i could never do it so i just respect people who can <laughs> So, yeah, it was a good time. So because there are like people from around the country, we had like a lot of different side dishes from we had a lot of Midwesterners. So we had mac and cheese oh, side yeah. dish. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's kind of a Midwestern mm-hmm. thing. And that was fantastic. And Dana made cornbread. We had turkey. I forgot the cranberry sauce. So that oh, was that's like an a anathema, bummer. Right? I know Dang. that was a bummer, but. And there you was still have time high. to get to what are confession times in Waco? What's like <laughs> yeah, they, there's a lot today, and I could actually walk up there. Wait, is so. cranberry sauce that that like necessary for your Thanksgiving? I mean, we always had it on the table, but no one eats it. Yeah, same. Oh man, you gotta have a little bit to like have with Say your you turkey, did. right? It just <laughs> needs to be like mixed in a little bit with like the whole turkey stuffing. Mm. Well, situation. we do we do chicken because we don't like turkey, so. What? What? Chicken? Yeah, we roast chicken. What? <laughs> Not even a ham. No. Well, even, there's like, only four of ham. us. Why would we? Why would we have all? We have way too much food for four of us to begin with. Oh, she bird. said you can't, you can't even do it. <laughs> and she thinks the toilets are weird. You know. <laughs> Wait, listen, we we just decided that Thanksgiving is about doing. Not going to be festive or patriotic anymore (laughs) it's about just you know spending time with the family and yes having delicious food and why make a big bird for four people that we don't need and that we don't like we like the chicken better you don't oh i thought you were talking about the people oh no no i love my parents and my brother turkey we want them to move as quickly as they can well it's just turkeys are huge just four people and like the turkeys the smallest you can get is still like 12 pounds who who needs 12 pound turkey for four people it's true and i will say i don't even really like eat the turkey very much i'm like the stuffing biscuits mm-hmm. potatoes mm-hmm. sweet potatoes the sides are guy. where it's at you guys but it's That's still like true. i feel like i'd flip the table over if the turkey wasn't there even oh, though i don't too. really want it that much 
<laughs> which is probably really terrible. I But there's things like that. Like we didn't have green bean casserole or sweet potato casserole at Thanksgiving. That's and weird. I don't eat those, but I want to see them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, just Google yeah. it next time and look at pictures. <laughs> so it's kind of like who dropped the ball on the, you know, the green bean casserole with the can you know the soup in it and the little crunchy things on top who dropped the ball there i don't want any you dropped the ball (laughs) well Haley, we didn't have that at our thanksgiving either well am i the only sophisticated person my toilet's flush we had a turkey Jeez, who am i hanging out with here (laughs) you're the only civilized one (laughs) listen we had roasted brussels sprouts with pancetta and it was amazing and macaroni and cheese and stuffing cornbread stuffing roasted butternut squash mashed potatoes uh delicious gravy with cognac uh this cranberry marshmallow Mm. salad so please we were not wanting for anything and my mom made a homemade apple pie that sounds Bingo. awesome. That sounds like the place to be. We screwed up, Haley, you and I. <laughs> yeah, with our right. two roasted chickens. They were so they're so good. My mom does this recipe that um the barefoot contessa uh does. Mm-hmm. So it's very French. Holy cow. Uh, seriously, th- these chickens. I'm telling you. <laughs> Tommy, if you ever don't I'm like your go chickens. And pet my chickens <laughs> yeah. after this. If you if you don't like your chickens, I can hook you up with a way to eat them <laughs> that will change your life. <laughs> But you're gonna you're yeah. gonna want to crock pot those those hens though. I have to get, get your husband to come over and take the feathers out because I just couldn't do it. Oh well, that's the worst part. Or to you, tell my son like you're eating chrysanthemum, which is the name of his <laughs> chicken. It would be that would be tragic. Old chickens <laughs> are not are not the tastiest. It's not what you're expecting. <laughs> you gotta crock pot the heck out of those guys. <laughs> well, what do you okay, mean old chickens? Go- Sorry, I know you want to take a well, break, but well, I'm like no, super no, curious. Most of the chickens, well, chickens only lay for a few eggs or for a few years, right? So then after their well, egg laying years are over, they're gross. Yeah, so, but so. like most of the meat birds, um, like broilers, those are just like a few weeks old. Oh, really? They're tender. Yeah. Oh. They, they, they're a certain, um, they're called Cornish cross, Cornish, Cornish cross. Yeah. Cornish cross. We're going to get emails on that kind. pronunciation, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they grow really, really fast. And it's actually kind of sad because they... They grow so fast they can hardly stand up. Oh, um, and so that's what you eat for meat birds, and they're so they're really really young, and that's why they're so tender. If oh. you have a bird that's like a year old or more, it's gonna be real stringy and oh. tough. Huh. So you have to you gotta crockpot that. Cue the more you know music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm taking back control. We're hitting a break. When we come back. <laughs> We're putting Miss Stewart on the hipster hot seat. Okay. <laughs> a totally unprepared moment of questions we're going to throw at her and she has to answer quickly, no matter how many children are tugging at her shirt because they want to play, you know, get another bowl of Cheerios or whatever. We'll be back. Now back Welcome back to episode 21, the final segment. I'm so sad that it's finally come to this, but we're putting Haley Stewart on the hipster hot seat. I'm nervous. You should be. We asked <laughs> lots of... Uh, Sponsored by St. Lawrence. That's right. Turn me over. Is that what he says? I'm done. Turn me yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he really the patron saint of barbecues or is that something that we just like made up? Um, as uh, I'll Google it. Hold on. <laughs> because if you... Yeah, that's, that's kind of harsh. I don't know. 
I mean, Anyways. isn't it always like made up kind of like Hey, whoa, hey convert, slow down a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like where it's like, oh, Saint Lucy, she got her eyes pulled out, so let's make her the patron saint of eye diseases. No, you know, not Tommy, it's real. Like... It's real. He's really the patron saint of barbecues. It's real. That's good. That's good. But like don't, cool fish actually make someone the patron saint of something that's my question the vatican we should do that does the vatican do that yeah it's like someone walks up this cardinal's like oh pope francis like this new thing has been invented named wi-fi and we need a patron saint and he's just like you know i don't know i don't know i'm not sure if i buy that (laughs) do you think it's like they're sitting in heaven like hella pissed like some dude's like drinking a beer going like dave saint lawrence pray for my brisket that it turns out right and he's like oh god this is so annoying Everybody makes fun of St. Isidore because he's patron of the internet. He's getting all this <laughs> prayer traffic all the time. All these like forward, forward my prayer requests. <laughs> okay, back to straight faced. The hipster hot seat. You're on it. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. What if you could eat one food for the rest of your life and nothing else, breakfast, lunch and dinner forever? What would it be? Tacos. Can you say tacos? Isn't that cheating? Tacos, is, it can be so many things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your answer. I shouldn't attack our guest. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Wow, Tommy. Really is the, the hipster hot seat. <laughs> uh, okay, tacos. Good choice. And you said it without even thinking, which is really good. <laughs> okay, so salt or no salt on your margarita? Um, I'm a sugar on the rim oh, there you person. Go. But, but with lime or do you do flavors? I do whatever girly-ish thing it is. Like if it's fruity and sweet, that's what I'm going to go for. I like you more and more. Just being honest. (laughs) My kids can't have candy, but I put sugar on the rim. (laughs) (laughs) Adulthood. They're going to grow up just like Lorelai. They're going to treat you so bad, dude. (laughs) Oh, we didn't. Yeah, just like that. Okay, quick. Tell us the story behind the amazing picture of Mary you have on your mantle. And if there's not a good story, people are going to be disappointed. Okay. Well, like if it's you just not bought it at like exciting. Michael's, if you bought it at Michael's in the $5 poster bin or something. Um, it's a picture by Sandra Botticelli, who's my favorite. Um, he's my favorite painter of Our Lady. I really like the way he portrays Our Lady. So um, it's Our Lady being... I think it's called Our Lady um, of the Magnificat. So she's like writing the Magnificat and angels are crowning her. And Daniel knew that it was one of my favorites. So he ordered that for me for my 30th birthday. Oh, and it's oh, that's, that's a really good dude. gift. That is a good gift. That's a, I think that that is on the cover of a Scott Hahn book, right? You might oh, not know, maybe. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the book called Hail Holy Queen, if that's what it's called. Oh, maybe I so. Because I cover. think he has on Signs of Life, I think he has another Botticelli but I haven't seen the cover of the one, the one you mentioned. So it could be. Hmm. Go Sarah, hit her with the hard stuff. The the hard stuff. Well, I was going to ask taco or burrito, but you already know the answer to it. We already know the answer. Well, just because you really, would eat tacos for the rest of your life doesn't mean you really, I would go for enchilada. Like oh, yeah. I would okay. take a third choice enchiladas. That's my go-to. We had enchiladas last night and made our kids mac and cheese so that we could just eat more enchiladas. Is that terrible? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We're like, ah, this is too spicy. You wouldn't want it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like it. It's terrible. Oh, that what? sounds awesome. All right. What's 
your favorite bedroom in your guys's new house or room mm. what's your favorite room favorite room is the living room um because we have a fireplace which is exciting for southerners because we don't always have fireplaces so this is actually the first time we've had a fireplace in seven years Wow! so i really like having a fireplace we haven't had a fire in it yet but it still gives a kind of coziness to the atmosphere and i enjoy that truth we've got a fireplace and we haven't had a fire in years too but it's nice (laughs) the brick too (laughs) like this would be nice with a fire here but i'm always fearful that it's just gonna burn the whole house down yeah we need it used to be a gas fire place but it could be used as a wood-burning fireplace but i want like some sort of experty professionalish kind of person to come in and show me that if we actually lit a fire in the fireplace it wouldn't make our whole house explode which is what i'm imagining would happen so so fun fact gas fireplaces <laughs> yeah fun gas fireplaces most fireplaces have a gas uh, have gas to them because it helps start the fire you turn on the gas and you put the logs in there and because the logs just don't really start by themselves so you use the gas to get the fire started and then you turn the gas off you just have to make sure that your flue opens um in your chimney but you should be you should be okay otherwise make we'll sure it's not dirty up there an expert solved yeah we Done. need a, a chimney a chimney man like from yeah Cotton. just make oh, sure I'll that do you that. don't have anything in your <laughs> in your chimney that would catch on fire we once had a bird's nest in and it caught on fire so oh my how disappointing would it be when you call the chimney sweep to come over and it like wasn't dick van dyke being like <laughs> didn't have like that accent and you're like oh it's just some guy who's totally clean who's like oh hi and you're like damn this is so disappointing <laughs> nobody called me governor yeah. uh well since so you, do you live like, in dance oh. on the roof or <laughs> oh, dance on the roof yeah pretty much Got an extra fee <laughs> so since you live in waco Chip yeah. or Joanna? Oh, what I have no opinion. <laughs> no opinion, huh? What is this? I need to be. I need to be filled in on the fixer upper people. Oh yeah, I don't have TV, so I don't know. They're on, they've been on on uh, Netflix. Did they have like a book? I may have seen their book at an airport. I think they have a book. They have an empire. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Do you, do you ever go? Is that the thing? They're, they live yeah, in Waco. They live in Waco. Mm. So, so you're not a, a Gaines family fan? I'm not. I mean, I'm sure they're perfectly lovely, but I couldn't make it through a whole episode of the show. It's just not my thing. Aww. And I kind of take, I, I get offended by how they're marketed alongside Waco because I love the heck out of Waco and it's a quirky, weird, fantastic town. And like recently, Texas Monthly had them on the cover on the cover and they were like, how Chip and Joanna saved Waco and made it cool or something. And I'm like, we didn't need you to save us. We were already cool. Well, to be fair, the first the first seasons of that show were way better because they really did highlight the quirkiness of Waco and how lovely it was is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd describe Waco as lovely. It's a weird town, but it's great. And if you, if you love Waco, you love it. And so it kind of, yeah, it's just. I'm also there. very fascinated by how much of an opinion your no opinion is. It's really kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I want to know your favorite book and your favorite saint. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's hard. Right. Okay. I'm going to go with Brideshead Revisited by Evelyn Waugh as my I'm favorite shocked. book. I've never even seen you mention that before. 
Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Dang, my sarcasm's off. <laughs> mm. No, it was just so dry. Um, I thought you were being genuine, Tommy. <laughs> Never. No, don't ever assume that first. <laughs> um, favorite saint. God, that is too hard. Just um, say Mary and on with it. Yeah, but that, I feel like that's such a cop out. I mean, obviously, but I don't know. I'm really into St. Joseph right now. So I'm going to go with St. Joseph. St. Joseph Cupertino, the flying saint? <laughs> no, St. Joseph, um, the saint chaste Joseph. spouse <laughs> of you. Our Lady. Um, She's been to Mass recently, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like St. Joseph is like such a sweetheart, like adorable old man, but also terror of demons. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It I is just... pretty cool. You do. I mean, I know it's like a super, you know, overused joke, but you do have to kind of wonder how it was being that guy in the Holy Family, though. Right. Like... Yeah. You're the sinner, dude. You're the only sinner there. I think that's why he kept his mouth shut all the time because that's how you sin the most as a husband. If anything's wrong, it's totally your fault. And everyone knows it. There's sawdust spilled all over the bathroom floor and Jesus is like, not me, dude. Sorry. Um, Yeah. And I think just where I am in life, like, I don't know, feeling the protection of St. Joseph over our family and our home is very comforting because. I mean, he's like such a sweetheart, but so powerful. I feel like he'd be really quiet. And then every once in a while, say something hilarious, but just like every once in a while. Um, And I like thinking about that too. I feel like he's a chuckler. He would chuckle a lot (laughs) at various antics. I I hope so. so. I hope there was antics going on around that house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah, you got another one? You got another question? Mm, no nothing what's the the, here's my last question what's the thing you miss most about being off the farm Mm. what now that i'm off the farm what do i miss most about the farm you got it um probably just being outside more and like i feel like i noticed that like when we're at the farm for thanksgiving we're outside more so noticing like the sunset is beautiful and the stars and so i think just like walking around and enjoying being outside is what i miss the most so i'm decided i'm going to start taking the kids over there one morning a week and just walk around get everybody worn out for nap time that's oh god getting worn out for nap time is the best <laughs> except for when you wear yourself out for nap time and the kids power through and you're just like oh that is the worst <laughs> Yes, you can watch another episode. Please just let me lay on the couch. The other day, so our um our two-year-old has figured out how to call me on my wife's iPhone without like having to input the code. Cause now if you like swipe to the right, it has like, you know, different things. So he just clicks the button and I hear I answer the phone. This, I was in Arkansas. So he's like calling me and I'm like listening to him and he's like, Hi. He's like, Mama sleeping. And I'm like, okay, well, it's nice to talk to you. And then all of a sudden I hear my wife scream like he pulled off the covers. Like he just like rips the covers <laughs> off of her and wakes her up and just that wanted me to hear it. Just wanted me to hear the joy of it. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth move. Obviously no one who works at Apple has kids, I guess, because that was a dumb idea to allow people to make phone calls without having to type in the code. Well, you oh, can, yeah. you can remove that feature, you know, I'm like tech illiterate. I don't know. Oh, we'll talk. Don't tell me you're a chimney expert and an iPhone expert. <laughs> I'm a nerd. What can you say? <laughs> I love it. So, Haley, 
you made it. You're off the hipster hot seat. I hope it wasn't too hard. We've learned a lot about you, St. Joseph, tacos, 30th birthday present. Sweet drinks. Wanting to get outside. Sweet drinks. That was probably the most disappointing. Sweet drinks. Chiladas, though, that <laughs> saved you. That did save you. <laughs> I just picture Daniel sweet. sitting in the corner of your living room with, like, whiskey, just taking a sip, going, like, I hate your sweet drinks. <laughs> like, throwing the glass into the fireplace, you know? <laughs> Shatters everywhere. Yeah, that's about how it is. Oh, the other great part about Thanksgiving is a friend of ours is the head distiller at the Balcones Whiskey Distillery in Waco, which is awesome. It's like world wow. famous. And so there's a lot of whiskey at Thanksgiving and Daniel appreciated that very much. So I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a good friend to have. That sounds like the right friend to have. <laughs> and I will say in sad news, my wife and I have gotten a new bed for the first time since we've been married. So I can no longer say that you and your husband slept in the bed that my wife and I sleep in every <laughs> night because that has been given away. To someone else who needed a bed. And That's so, so awkward. <laughs> That's so funny. Who was I telling? Oh, I was telling Jennifer Fullweiler the other day. I was saying, we were talking about staying with you guys out in California. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't tell you that we just, like, were direct messaging with Tommy. And we're like, hey, can we stay with you guys? And, like, didn't know you well at all at the time. <laughs> She was like, that is so weird. <laughs> but it turned it's out okay. that I, yeah. I trick or treated with her kids last year. So we've all we all have weird things. It's all there's a weirdness. There's a weird thing. Who who knew that there's a website where a bunch of Catholics can be weird together and and hang out when they don't know each other is very <laughs> I don't think that's what they envisioned when they were making Twitter in San Francisco. They didn't think about what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. And it is. It was weird, but nobody died. That was good. No no one was a murderer. We weren't serial killers. It worked out great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, Haley, thank you so much for joining us on the Catholic Hipster Podcast. I think we have more than enough material to cut it and make it sound better than it actually was. <laughs> it was Thanks a great for time. having me, you guys. This is a lot a of fun. Time. Thanks. Have for a joining. wonderful Saturday. Don't forget to confess the cranberry sauce. <laughs> okay, we'll do. I'll get right wow. on that. <laughs> Bold. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, gosh, Tommy, what an amazing episode 21. Uh, Haley Stewart, again, you guys um, should totally look her up. Um, She's fantastic, very entertaining, um, and such a a holy Catholic woman trying to raise her cute little children uh, to become also very holy Catholic people. So, um, Tommy, it's been great getting back together, getting the gang back together. That's right. The gang's back. And we didn't have Haley mention it, but you can follow her on Twitter at Haley Carrots or head on over to her very popular website, CarrotsForMicklemas.com. Super. I And go buy her book, you guys. It's Feast with an exclamation point. Well done. Good job. <laughs> um, so it'll make you hungry, but uh, go, go head to Amazon, head to her website and give it an order. But I think that's that's it for the day, Tommy, unless you have any pressing news. No, happy 21st birthday, Catholic Hipster Podcast. No, this is so exciting, you guys. So um, raise a drink, whatever you want it to be, whether it's a Coca-Cola or a water or something alcoholic. I'll leave that to, to your choice and, and cheers us. When Just I don't make it warm goat's milk, probably. Don't do that. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, I am Sarah Vabulous. You can find me at... 
CatholicDrinky.com. Not really. You can really find me on Twitter at CatholicDrinky. And I'm Tommy Ty. Don't follow me on Twitter at the GH is silent because you'll be sorely disappointed. Sarah, it was fantastic to hang out with you. Oh, I can't wait for more. It's just, you know, we, we took the summer off and now we're back. We're back with a vengeance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right take, take care, care. everybody. Your book is called Feast, right? Yes. Okay, with an exclamation point. Does it have an exclamation point? Um, I always picture it. Okay, good. It does. Oh, good. We talked about exclamation points earlier, so we nailed that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.